Gents, uh, once again, welcome to the Front Runners pod- Podcast. Mazola's joining me. Stavich is in the house. And uh, for the first time on the show, Timothy Batabaire, former Uganda international and the man who played for Vets. Thank you so much for joining us this Monday evening as we reflect on what's been happening in the world of football over the past uh, week or so. And I guess a good place to start maybe is uh, a good news story. Um, looking at how... Um, Tabo Sanong has taken Amajita to uh, third place at the AFCON under 20 in Niamey and of course also them heading to the World Cup with that uh, draw happening on the 24th of February in Poland so a lot of exciting good news coming out of that. Um, let's reflect on that Mazol. I mean looking at what Tabo has managed to achieve with these youngsters it's, it's a good feather in his cap. Of course uh, <clears throat> second successive World Cup qualification uh, what they were in South Korea yeah. Uh, two years ago, <clears throat> I mean, it bodes well for his CV, you mm. know, especially given, um, you know, how he's, you know, one could use the word sidelined from the uh, the, the senior team, right. Bafana Bafana. Right. And there he is focusing on, on what he knows best, which is um, <clears throat> talented youth in the country and putting a squad together. Mind you, his original provisional squad, there had to be some players that actually dropped out because some PSL clubs, for one reason or the other, uh, did not allow some of the players. I think I counted about three yeah. players from, from <clears throat> uh, teams in the elite division were actually... Uh, at the AFCON uh, at the end of the day despite him calling a few others so he did it with yes he he had a couple of overseas based players yeah. um, um, like Lishaba who from Leicester City who we had not known too much about him but we got to see a bit of him um, in, in this uh, Nations Cup and, and they got the job done you know obviously from a personal point of view I think he would be disappointed nece- maybe with a bronze medal he would yeah. have loved to win the AFCON sure. but hey the, I think the bigger picture was to get to the global showpiece in Poland okay. in May. Yeah. Okay, I mean, really looking at that, third place isn't bad considering you didn't have all the resources that you wanted as far as personnel are concerned. Um, it would have been a different story if you had gotten the pick of his choice as far as players were concerned. The bigger picture, Mazola says, is is that showpiece as far as the World Cup is concerned. What else can we take from this um, third placing at the AFCON? Yeah, I think for me, I know that... Uh, the coaches came under very heavy criticism um, from the local football fans about uh, the brand of football that was played by the team and mm-hmm. all those things. But I think uh, it, it remains our duty to educate our people on what is essential when it comes to uh, this type of a tournament. Like Mazola is saying, the primary objective is to qualify sure. um, for the World Cup. And also, you see, when you play uh, the continental qualifiers, especially here in Africa, uh, you look at the type of opposition mm. that you are playing. And uh, remember, under 20 is not a tournament like under 17 where you can subject teams to MRI scans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this, this I one, think I know where you're going this, with this one. This, this one, uh, you, you, I mean, we've seen. We, yeah. we saw. I mean, when yeah. you put a player like uh, Promising Mkuma, play off the tournament at the Kosafa under 20, and you saw <laughs> the tractors was dealing with there. Yeah. And uh, those players, yes, they are there for their teams. I'm not going to mention the names of the teams, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm telling you, three years down the line, you will not even see them in the under 23. Yeah. Um, you know? So these things happen. And, you know, we exist. Uh, we're part of this continent. Yeah. If we were to go and make it to the World Cup, we have to make it through um, this type of 
qualifiers. So there's no time to complain. So for Sunong, this was his also his third consecutive Afcon tournament. So he's devised ways yeah. of how to win there. But also um the other thing is that on the eve of the tournament, like Mazola is saying, he couldn't get Lyle Foster mm. um because now he's just moved to, to Monaco. Uh, Monaco, Monaco yeah. and I think he's gonna play his UEFA youth game uh, yeah. this week for the first time against Chelsea, with Monaco. Think, yeah. mm. And you also have a situation where uh, Tashrik Matthews uh, is just moved from uh, Borussia Dortmund to FC Utrecht mm. in in Holland, and he could be getting uh, senior football there. Yeah. So there's, there's all these things, you know, and it, it's also about um, if if you are looking at it. Uh, the calendar, you know, this FIFA uh, calendar thing, mm. and you know, sometimes it doesn't work well for all the confederations right. ar- around the world. And look, continental qualifiers are difficult. Yeah, very. In South America, Brazil has not qualified for this under 20. Very right. Difficult. You know, yeah. um, defending champions Zambia couldn't go uh, to this tournament because they lost to Burundi, mm. you know. And Burundi that is struggling at the at the top level, you know. So, so when you look at it, these things, I think for me, Sunong has done very well for himself. And uh, it, it now it reminds me of the question that was asked when we had that session with uh, Coach Stuart Baxter about where is Sunong? He has not been part of the Bafana setup for a very long time, yeah. and the man continues to to deliver. Maybe that's better for him to work in isolation and then be able to be judged of his own merits and his own, own efforts. But I think in an environment where we've been talking about continuity, yeah, um, and synergy, and, and synergy, we've words, seen this yeah. thing happening, yeah. especially under a Sheikh Mashaba. Uh, and under Sheikh Mashaba, you would see even a top performing a player from the under seventeen getting a chance to train with a senior team mm. and from the under 20 and the under 23 in fact the under 20 players would get there and not just um train with the team they would stay if there's a, a chance team, they would yeah. even play mm. Mm. look at you ronaldo know? you know and, and 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 those are trends that we've seen internationally and you mm. know when you are here with an international player a uh, team you made mm. your debut at what time at what age i think i was 19. you see yeah you see yeah. so but we've seen this thing happening uh, in our case in Rivaldo, but I cannot say anything uh, since Baxter took over. Since Baxter took over. Tim, what do you think that is? I mean, do you think Baxter is a man who's just thinking about the final result, which at this point for him is to qualify us, and he's thinking, I need to go with what I know and what I can trust, and is that lack of trust in youth going to maybe come back to bite him? Okay, it's very important to point out that the national team is is the pinnacle of, of soccer or for the nation. So it's very important to know that it's not a building phase. Mm. Uh, so by the time a player is promoted to the national team, he must be able to deliver. So there's always that uh, discussion of how you can give uh, young players a chance to the national team. And it's very important for the fans to understand that it's not a grooming area for the young players. However, right. if you can use uh, the under-17, under-20, under-23, you know, to prepare these uh, players... By the time they are promoted to the national team, mm. they are expected to deliver. So it's very important that uh, that relationship between the national team coach and under-23 coach, under-20, under-17 is in unison so that they can have a better project. Mm. Uh, so what is happening here, we have uh, the PSL versus uh, the South African Football Association uh, watching Senong prepare the under-20, you know, winning, defending their title. You know, he defended the title without... Uh, the team that won it, uh, the title previously. So 
the fact that Safa has given him an opportunity of time uh, to have a pool of players and maintain, not sacked him and maintain him, has also played in favor of uh, Amajita. So what is important right now is to make sure that uh, Senong maybe is promoted along with this uh, crop of players that has come along. Uh, like under 23, you don't have a national team coach now. I don't see any better person who can take over, uh, you know, to be the uh, mm-hmm. national team under 23 coach, I think Senegal uh, fits that because most of his players is being promoted with him. Sure. And then you have that Senegal going in. Yeah, with the Baxter situation, you know, it is, he has already tried to protect his reputation by saying, win or lose, I'm going. Right. Uh, for any smart coach, he would say that because he's already preempting what you're going to, what the journalists are going <laughs> to write and uh, what the fans are going to think about that. And then there's the issue of PSL and Safa. So already he has put himself in a safe position uh, given his career. He has protected himself. It reminds me of Rafa Benitez telling uh, Mike Ashley that, you know what, you have not given me all the players. So whatever happens, Newcastle, it's not my fault. Right. So it's very important to understand that. But uh, if you look at the performance, the mandate of uh, Senegal was to make sure that team qualifies for the day, for the for the uh, for the World Cup. So from where I'm coming from, my grooming was uh, results are more important, and then once you get a result, you can have the flair. So in South Africa, I've come to uh, to experience a situation where they will put the ball between your legs, even when the player loses the ball, the crowd is very happy with that. <laughs> and then, no, it doesn't make sense. I so, tell a story of, so that's what, very interesting. I always tell a story of this tournament. I was covering a, a tournament called Bay Hill. It's the premium youth football tournament. Uh, you know, in Cape Town. So there's this team, Philippe United, uh, who happened to be the feeder team to Chipa United at right. the time, coming mm-hmm. from Philippi. So they play <clears throat> against Orlando Pirates. So this Pirates player, uh, he receives the ball uh, from the right back position mm. um, and just moves and, okay, uh, does the Matai Tai, yeah. you know, <laughs> ah, the crowd is still up here. Ah, nice pressing from Philippi United. They take the ball. Three, two touches. Gold. Yeah. The Paris crowd were still celebrating. Wow. <laughs> the Matai Tai. <laughs> you know, so it's the kind of mentality. Yeah. You know, yeah. as South Africans. Yeah. Uh, look, we've watched uh, good South African players. Jabo mm. Polio. He'll beat three, four players now and they get a goal, you know? Mm. But it's the end result. Yeah, it's the end result. Yeah, the end result look, I think, I think uh, you know, attending the Kosafa tournament, you know, and, you know, in comparison to the rest of some Southern teams compared to how Amajita was playing, uh, I had, you know, the belief and conviction that at least the Amajita players were being coached uh, rather than being trained because there's a difference because mm. some teams you could see that they are being drilled, being just trained, but not coached. You know, you have players who can have the interpretation of the game during the course of the game. They can change and even implement what the coach is asking them to do. And those are things that are being taught on the field of play during training. Uh, So once you have that, the players to be empowered, then they will understand that, you know what, you can, you know, play with the ball. You know, try to tease the opponent in which uh, last third of the of the pitch you are trying to you know to play into their minds. Maybe they are chasing the game. They need to equalize. Uh, you can do that. That's the advantage of your team. So once you do that, that's advantage you. And then why do you do it? Because once you lose that ball, there is already movement from your own teammates that have already moved into position to support you. And once you lose that ball, then it's you know it's gonna get punished. So players need to be educated when they should and when they should not do that. 
Well, there we were for a discussion about player IQ and, and, and those kinds of things in crunch situations. Let's speak about Sapphire and the PSL. We've touched on it in terms of them working together now to bring some games forward just to help Bafana Bafana in their preparation for this all-important qualifier. I mean, it's not often that you see this kind of, you know, yeah. help from the two parties to work towards a common goal, but it is refreshing and in such a crunch situation necessary. Yeah, I think I think that's you know that that's what came out also from from our break, uh, breakfast with the coach. When was it? A week or two ago. Mm. Um, <clears throat> talking about even as he was about to send the email, a lot of people I think maybe even within the association and even just football people in general were were telling him that you are mad to think that uh, the PSL is actually going to help suffer right. and, and 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 postpone uh, crucial games when there's already a fixture backlog, especially with the teams uh, campaigning in the Champions League. But to his surprise, <clears throat> he, got, he got confirmation after the two CEOs uh, were talking about postponing the games. And it, I think it, 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 it is vital. You, know, you, you, you look at the liaison committee that's apparently... Uh, there is something like that mm. between the PSL and, and Safa, you know, but they they hardly ever meet about about crucial uh, issues and it as it pertains to to, to football in SA. Yeah. Uh, but this this is important. I mean, we it's a it's a it's a it's a must win game. Yes, I know we need we need we need only a point uh, away away to Libya, but it's a must win game for 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 the morale, for the confidence, sure, for the for for the players to convince the nation that they can actually qualify and go to the AFCON and not just make up numbers. So if if it means the coach can have a couple of players uh, prior, a week or two before, prepare for them. And even those European uh, players, base players that can fly directly from wherever they are coming from to whether it's played in Algeria or Tunisia or, or what have you, then by then, Baxter would have at least had... Because I think the core of the team comes from the PSL. Right. So it makes sense that he would write to the PSL to postpone a few fixtures so he can work with the core. Okay, so, I mean, that's good to see. And, I mean, looking at that situation, um, I guess the situation with Bafana Bafana right now is that they do need more than Safa and the PSL, also the backing of the nation, to, to make us believe that all of this has not been for nothing. I mean... Really, how long has it been since we can confidently look behind a Bafana team and say they're going to get it done and get us to a showpiece event? Yeah, well, look, reality is that uh, Bafana Bafana are unbeaten in this campaign. Mm. Uh, they've considered only one goal. Mm. Um, if For me, there's one blemish. Um, it's been not recording maximum points. Um, away to Seychelles, mm. something that um, our opponents, uh, Libya and Nigeria, have been able to do, you know, because if we're talking about uh, recording points, having recorded points, they won't be in this situation we're in. But sometimes when uh, you've got a technical team that is not well versed and uh, what African football is all about, mm. um, and what do you do when you get to a certain stage against a certain opponent? Mm. You're bound to come up with mistakes like this, right? You know, so and and as as we move to to this game against Libya and having watched Libya playing against Nigeria, okay. uh, it was a very <laughs> tough game, right? Uh, because Libya here 
uh, I think there will be moments where you, you're not going to see any tactics. Mm-hmm. You're just going to see Libya throwing everything. You know, so mental strength is going to be key. Mm. In uh, fact, we were, also, la- we were lucky that we, we only played to a goalless draw with Libya in Durban. In Durban, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So here you need even a technical team that is streetwise. Mm. You understand? Mm. Um, you don't need some of the things that we've been going through. You understand? So that's, that's why I think that uh, if for me there's going to be a strategy, they must beef up their technical team. Just even in terms of technical advice sure on how to you know uh, because we're talking about Amachita here you know Amachita when I look at the Amachita team that qualified in the last uh, AFCON in, two, in 2016 to go to the World Cup in 2017 they had Tebu they had Pawani Matlambi they had Grant Magaman they had Kodisang they had Riff Rosler. Mm. You know, these are all players who are playing in the PSR. Sure. <clears throat> Some of these boys were regulars in the PSR. Mm. In this one, they only had one player playing regularly in the PSR. Mm. You know, they only had one player, Mabilieso, from Amazon, and you could see, you know, because most of the boys are playing MTC. Sure. And as much as we appreciate the initiative of MTC, uh, because it's a... Uh, it's an initiative that is giving the boys game time week mm. in, week out. Mm. But it's not a competitive environment. Sure. Um, not, not, play- not at the AFCON level, at least. You know. <laughs> exactly. You know, so yeah. the players there, uh, a team is tunneled down with 15 minutes to go. There's nothing that's saying to them, push. Because to them, the real points, yes, they want to win the league and then go somewhere in Europe. And the, but it's not about the bread and butter. Mm. You know, mm. it's not about promotion and relegation. Mm. Now, you have a technical team that still prepares the same boys and they go and make them competitive. You understand? Mm. So you need, because African football, um, especially when you play away from home, it is never about the stars that you've got. Mm. It's about the heart. It's about what your players can do on the day. So that's why uh, sometimes we can talk about even the tactics. No, I want to to be with my team. Hey, but sometimes it's <laughs> not about that, Mama. For me, they, they they have to adopt the African mentality when you go away to play. Uh, you uh, I've, uh, more often I've had coaches complaining about the so-called diving, time wasting that these uh, Arabs and uh, you know Arab players are, are using. Mm. That's part of African football, and sure. it's not it's it's not bad by FIFA. It's it's, it's not against the FIFA mm. rules that, mm. that you can uh, you can take time to pick it's up the, the ball or yeah, you, sure. you you yeah. understand That's so the it's, it's, it's very important yeah. uh, so you have in the PSL instances where even the referee is commanding a player to run and take a throw in uh, to run and do this because of the so called the game is live and everything like that so they need to adopt that for me uh, South African players are gifted in, in the way the technical ability uh, they are small, uh, small in stature, but they know they are quick on the ball. So by just they just need to find how to use that to their advantage compared to the so-called big-bodied players. Mm-hmm. Because big-bodied players, we cannot sprint as fast as you know as the tiny players. Uh, they are nippy. The only problem is that they are doing all those nippy things, touches on the ball in areas which they don't hurt the opponent. Mm. So they don't use mm. their advantage, you know, to punish the opponent. Yeah. Once they get that, uh, I think uh, that's, uh, it will benefit uh, Bafana Bafana. For Baxter, I think if you, your full Baxter is more of uh, this astute coach who is going to, uh, you know, 
manipulate the game to the advantage of of Bafana Bafana. So he needs the support of, uh, I'm sure, the fans and everybody, including Mr. Sheikh Mashaba, you know, to try and uh, give him the backing. Uh, and, you know, when you hear this comment, you know, uh, he's responding to what Baxter is saying. Baxter is saying this. I think it doesn't onker now well for the players. Sure. The players need to be in an environment where they can believe that they have to win the game. Uh, not even to draw. Yeah. Normally, once the players start thinking that they have to draw the game, they will go to draw the game and they will end up losing the of game. Of course, yeah. And I think that will be uh, that will be very detrimental for South African football at this moment in time. Once you get uh, Bafana to qualify for Afcon, I think it will be a very good turning uh, turnaround for South African football. Yeah. Yes, you have got a very a rich rewarding league. Mm. I'm not sure about the competitiveness of it because I've not seen a team that can uh, can hammer teams like five in a row, you know, they lose. You can think it's very competitive, but I'll... The consistency it, isn't there for It's you. not there. Yeah, you can, I, really, I really believe that you've got a, a team like Sundowns. They should be able to hammer most of these teams and, and create a gap between themselves, you know, with Chiefs. And they're not able to do that. Mm. You know, they are struggling to try and, 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 and beat Broomfield and Celtic, beat uh, the likes of Cheaper, mm. you know. So the consistency is lacking. So you cannot, you know, convince me above uh, board that, you know, you have got a big team, mm. uh, you know, with the multi-choice coming on board and giving this sponsorship to most of these teams. I think they have bridged the gap that they can't compete. Okay. Uh, it was NetBank Cup weekend. Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, you know, David versus Goliath, some interesting matchups coming through on the weekend. And I mean, looking at it, Black Leopards and Vitz, this is one of the matches I didn't get to see but as far as the highlights were concerned. But uh, I see, I mean, Vitz, is it that part of their season now where could we say the wheels are maybe not falling off or are loosening? There's a screw and a bolt that's popping off um, because, I mean, it's crucial crunch time as far as the season is concerned. And against Black Leopards, what's your take on that fixture? Yeah, well, I mean, are you talking about the fixture that was, uh, I mean, obviously there was a fixture that's postponed and it's yeah. playing now I think. yes i think uh i don't even know what, what what's the score line it's half time it's half time now it's half time it's half time okay and it so was there Black we go. who were leading but i think you 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 talking in in general yes, about in their, general. Their, their season yeah. having been top of the log i mean mind you they've already lost five games i think uh, which is unusual if you challenging for the championship to have lost so so many games mm. at this point of the season and 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 still have to play Cape Town City um uh, uh, I think they still have to play Mamelodi Sundowns and they still have Orlando Pirates if I'm yeah. not mistaken Sundowns at the weekend is it um yeah Sundowns yeah. is is on Saturday mm. um I mean <laughs> and and it, it goes back to Tim's point about how a team with the resources and the quality of players at Mamelodi Sundown should be wiping the floor with everyone. Right. And I read an interview in the Sunday Times, I think it was uh, Sazi Hadebe talking to the coach about why have Vets not run away with it? And 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 and, and Gavin pointed to, to that as well to say the consistency in South African football is unbelievable. Mm. How can you have Vets top of the log playing Maritzburg United, new coach, the, their third coach of the season. <laughs> and it looked like Maritzburg could actually win that game. Right. You know, like right. the, the, the gap yeah. is, there should be a clear gap. You should talk about top of the log and bottom of the log. Yeah. They should wipe the floor with those guys. <laughs> right. You know, by half, half time, the game should be over. Right. But Vets had to... Grind the result. They had to grind the result. They left it until very late. You know, so that's 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 a problem that 
teams have always had even even Mamelodi Sundowns have 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 that issue but one one could argue that sometimes it probably because of their schedule and maybe the chopping and changing right. but if there's one team that sometimes can go on a run five wins in a row it is Mamelodi Sundowns right you know whereas other team they they struggle they can have an unbeaten run mm. but they can't put together a winning streak sure. so i think that's what's happening to vets now and and mind you this season I haven't seen the same old Gavin Hunt that chops and change. He's actually yeah, kept to yeah. to to the same lineup. Right. But he's lost five games already. And Mamelodi Sundowns have three games in hand. I mean, who's gonna who who would you if you're a betting man, who would you bet on to win the league? Not sure. Not sure. <laughs> you know, so it's difficult. So I, I wouldn't necessarily say the wheels are coming off. I think it's just it's just South African football. It's it's so inconsistent. Look at Pirates. Yeah. Everyone is happy people, happy people, but what have they actually won? Of course. Mm. You know? Four years I mean, of nothing. Four and a half years of nothing. Four yeah. and a half years of nothing, but people are saying, Oh, they are so brilliant. Look at the look at Justin Shonga. <laughs> look at look at that. Look at that. But what have they won? Of course. <laughs> it's, it's always the critical stages, it seems, so far, where they've just not been able to to do what needs to be done. There you go. So I think vets at the top of the log are suffering from the same inconsistencies <laughs> I remember a couple of seasons ago when Baxter won with Chiefs the league he was like it wasn't really that we were that good it was just that everyone behind us was, exactly. was just bad it was exactly. worse than us exactly. and that's how we won <laughs> look, look it's, it's very interesting because you, you you find a team like Sundowns and they cannot uh, put five or three or four goals past Chipper United or Maritzburg United uh, same with the, uh, the big teams mm. so I think there should be a difference you could get you should be having those yeah. uh, goals going in yeah. uh given the fact you know playing for uh, for Broomfield and Celtic we always had a team talk you know building up to play Chiefs mm. and Pirates you've got uh, you know from the coaches the owners of the team they are, they are coming trying uh, their tactics are according to to the opponent you know they are not even telling us players how we should beat uh, Kaiser Chiefs so you have players now trying to come up and say guys oh we need to do that you know try like this and a good day you know uh, you win the game so it's, it's you you have that disparity in in, in the tactical achievement of, of teams and I'm sure if truly it's a big team uh, playing in CAF Champions League you should be able to come and wipe out these teams and create a huge, yeah. a huge difference I, I disagree I disagree this is wow. professional football yeah. you're all playing at the same level yeah. and most of these players uh, you'll find that they've came through the similar systems yes <clears throat> Because wait, wait, other why, team. why do you disagree why, with no, the no, technical no. tactical <laughs> argument or that a team top of the law should no, no, should, but, should easily but, but, beat a team bottom of the law? Yeah, I, I, I disagree with. I think you say that the, the margins are not that that big. Yeah, because because it's, also it's, you you have to give credit to the coaching. Yeah, you know you have to give credit to the coaching. Yeah, because you are all playing in the same league. Sure, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think we are wrong. We have we have had we have had in the you know in the English Premier League, of France, so. having a no, difference. No, 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 you know, no, 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 we're not, no, 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 no. And, and this happens everywhere. You I can know, go. And, and no, you I don't know. like the comparison of going to Europe. To sure, sure. <laughs> sure. you have Yeah, yeah. No, go, go, go and look in 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 the in the in Egypt now. And look at the score lines that your Zamalek, your Al Ali, they are recording there. Mm. Close score margins. Of course. Yeah, because 
But I, I tend to agree yes. with you, Vij. I mean, having gone to matches, you see that it's it's not a country mile that the teams are better than each other. It's yes. the fine little margins where, you know, we have a brilliant player that makes the difference. Or if a team that's not favored to win it does win, it's because the coach no. did his prep. You know, he did his you work. Know, let, me, let me take you back to a game we saw just on Sunday yeah. between an ABC Motipe League team and 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 you see that yeah, so okay, that's what well, I'm talking. That's okay. also what I'm referring to. Okay. <laughs> Chiefs should have by half time. Yeah, no, 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 they should sure. have been. No, that gap. Uh, that gap guys, is bigger. Guys, but guys, I mean, no, you say. No, 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 no. I want to stick to what we're talking about. PSL. PSL. Yeah. I want to stick to what we're talking about. But. And I agree with what they're talking about inconsistency, but everywhere. But now you cannot say just because. You are in the top four. You are playing a team at number twelve or number thirteen. That should be a four nil. No, no, no. no, no the no, question, no, no. The question is, what makes you a top team? Yeah. In comparison to the team that is at the bottom of the log. By the way, by the way, Tim and I, I don't think we were advocate advocating for high scoring margins. Right. No. We were just saying it. It shouldn't look. It shouldn't be that close. When Vets are play top of the log, playing a Marisburg team that's but higher team, than the third, third coach team, you played for Celtic. Yes, I did. You played. For Vets. Yes, I did. And Celtic, even if you're low, you're down there in, in the lower area, in the log standings. Yeah. But when you go and play Chiefs, yes. you would pull off a good result. Why? The motivation with a small team is like one. Players want to show the Kaiser Chiefs uh, technical team that you can as well hire me to come and join Chiefs. The question yeah. is, <laughs> what are the Chiefs players and the second team? But what, what is, is the motivation? If you had that motivation, yes. what has changed now? No, what are, what changes is the mentality of the top teams? You understand? If you're a top team and you believe you're a top team, you should be able to believe that you're better than the rest of the yeah, team. But, and I can I can but, tell you that, you know, uh, you know, you, you can always accuse most man of being arrogant and everything like that. Yeah. But I'm telling you, his arrogance, mm. as it is stated, mm. is one nil up before the game is played. Yeah, you no, no, no. because it's just that I heard you talk. I heard, you, I heard you about Masu talking because, about Sundowns, and when you look at it, Sundowns for the last five years has always been in the top two. If they don't win the league, they finish second and go to the Champions League. Why? Because when you hear the coach speaking, he tells you we're a big team. He's is 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 letting you know that it's a big team. So the they are consistent the, in getting the results now, that matter. The difference between by the way, by the way, Sun, so Sundowns is consistent in getting the results that matter. By the way, when I was making my point, <laughs> yeah. I was actually I actually even quoted one of the coaches. I quoted yes. the coach who's top of the log right now, and yes. he is saying there should be a gap. Yes, he is saying there should be a gap. He he, he and I think it was a perfect example to mm. say how can you have a team that's leading the log table playing at, against a team that's battling relegation? That's Rock bottom of the of the table, but, but, but that team was in the top four. No, 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 we can't use history. We can't use history. We are talking about the current season. No, no, the current season is why they've kept ninety percent of the losses. No, really, they are on their third coach of the season. No, 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 I'm talking about the playing person. No, yes, but you still need the coach, surely. To take that and turn it into something that that can get a result, but can Kamsa, be effective. But Kamsa, if you've watched, uh, okay, maybe by the era of uh, Mushin Mushin, yeah. If you've watched Marspek playing this right, season, right, they've had a problem with scoring, mm-hmm. and that is not, a South African problem. No, anyway. no, no, not really um, conceding. Right, you understand? Right, 
uh, the only time where they were considering a lot of goals was under Musin um, Echigral, which right. I think he was there for five, for four or five matches. Mm. You know, mm. so for me, and the fact that even there in that relegation zone, you are talking about if a team gets two points, you can move from number eleven to. But in that statement yeah. in but, itself, you but, are making our point about but, the inconsistencies but, of, of the league. Yes, but no, no. How can you be bottom of the league? And after win two games, you're in the top eight. But really, you've done so many interviews at the start of the season. Masola, what I'm against is for you to expect a team that is in the top five to just run at a team that is... Say number thirteen. Yes, we are talking about the golf in 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 the playing personnel, uh, the talent, tactical achievement. You know, you can have naturally talented players. You can have you know uh, uh, trained players. You can have mechanically improved players. We are all in that category, but we are all playing on the same field of play. So the big teams always go for the purely well refined players. They will have that in their team. We have one player who can decide a game, mm-hmm. uh, one player who can influence what uh, another player can perform on the field of play. Mm-hmm. Now we have got uh, the rest of other teams, maybe in the down one. You are getting those players uh, what the so-called big teams have rejected. Uh, you have got uh, you get, they are getting players from NFD and everything like that, trying to to prepare them to try and compete uh, with the big teams. So they are trying to use the motivation and uh, the platform that you know you are in the PSL to compete against these big teams. And when you perform well, the big teams will come for you. So you have got uh, the big teams where the players are already, their only motivation is to win the games. They have nothing else to worry about. So there has to be a difference. And that's when when Coach Pissomismane talks about his players and what he expects from the team, we are a big team and everything like that, he's emphasizing that point. We have, uh, in my playing career, we have got so many times when we beat Nigeria in Kampala, you know, you know, they come when they know they have won the game before it's played. So if the opponent, that's the, the the lower team comes knowing saying, guys, these guys have got two legs like us, we can beat them. You know, that self-motivation, by the time they realize they lose the game. So there has to be a difference where you have uh you have a big team knowing that they have to win the league. Every game is a cup final. If you draw, you can't even walk the malls. But now you draw. But you but, know, but who has won the league in South Africa in the last six years? We have had sundowns, but not consistently. No, no, no. Sundowns has won the three titles. Uh, yeah. I think it's yeah. most consistent if, yeah. if you look at it. So, but you're you are having a, a scenario where you have, you know, vets coming in to win the league. You've got uh, uh, Sundowns winning the league. There's no consistency where you, you, you can have that discussion about it. We've got uh, Chiefs now, uh, you know, trying to rebuild. I don't know for how long, but the fans believe they have to be winning. You understand? It's because of the culture that they're a big team. They're expected to be winning all through. And it's not happening. And that's why they are questioning how big are they? It means we've got a competitive league. Really? Are you convinced about that? Yeah. Do you think our league is very competitive? I think for the for where we are, it is competitive. What do you mean by where we are? Um, I think we have to judge by the fact that we're in Africa. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. And if we are looking in the sub-Saharan Africa, tell me which league is better than this one in the sub-Saharan Africa. Fair point. I would struggle to tell you. I would say, do you, is there one better? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know this thing about whether the PSL is competitive, competitive. or not, mm-hmm. I always struggle because, uh, you know, I'm very biased. I, I always want to say it is. Yes. But then sometimes I look at the results and I'm like, 
ah, you know, sometimes I watch a game and I fall asleep. This thing is simple. This, this thing is simple. <laughs> how, how this thing is simple. Yeah. We are going to we are going to the international week. Yeah. Very soon. Yeah. We'll count how many players from this league will be playing for their countries. Yeah, but there are reasons why there are many players here. Recreatively, you know, there's no you can't go anywhere else. Uh two, it's a benchmark for any African player to dream of playing in the PSL because we know this why? is a very why? good why? it's why? a very good there's foundation money. to be oh. there's there's money, but also you can be easily be spotted. Right. And that's why you'll have very many few foreign players who are going to stay best here. It will be a, a short moment of time and they go. That's why you have less West African players best here. Because for them, their best is, France, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, they want to get to where they can go quickly. So you'll have, you won't have more no West African details. players. Yeah, so many. Mm. So it's like, it's a stopover for most African players. So you won't keep them here. And then what is very unfortunate at this moment in time, you get many South African players getting opportunities in Europe after one season two, they are coming back here. It shouldn't be happening like that. And what's happening right now when you have the likes of uh, Reda Foster and every, uh, Motabi and everything, Piri. Uh, Piri was in the in the, in the Vets, uh, you know, academy when I just joined. He's never been there, eh? he moved. He moved to Denmark. Yes, and it, now it was, he's, it he's was in France. It was under the tutorship of uh, Ashley Makanya and the likes of Roger Dissa. Yes, in that academy that they organized for him to go to Bromby. To go to yeah, yes. you understand. Yes. It, it was that. And, and, and at that time, when he left, he was already an under seventeen international. Mm. Exactly, mm. but because in that moment in time, this was very interesting. That was a very fully fledged functioning academy of vets. The unfortunate part is like Roger. As a as a matter of principle, could make sure that every season you have got about three or four players from the academy who are promoted to the senior side, mm. and that's the essence of having an academy. Mm. So there is no essence of having an academy where you have none of the players being promoted mm. into the national squad. Mm. So it's it's no longer it doesn't make sense, and that's what is happening right now with the Chelsea academy. Whew. Okay, guys. Wow, I, I just wanted to t- talk about a result. Uh, <laughs> we got a lot more than that uh, as we reflect on Chiefs versus Magic. Uh, what a struggle for Chiefs. I mean, the scoreline doesn't tell half the story. I, I think, you know, Magic FC will look at it and it'll look a bit unfair on them. But for the longest time, they really did go toe-to-toe with the Chiefs side where, I guess, comes back to the consistency, comes back to having, you know, players that are on big salaries, just not being able to deliver and having killed that game off. You know, why play the extra half an hour when you don't need to, when you're as good as you are? I think it. <laughs> It touches back on what Tim was talking about, the, the mentality of uh, the, the top team. I think they arrived in Port Elizabeth thinking they, they'd long won the game. Even though from the previous round, they, yeah. they'd faced another uh, lower division team and they struggled. They, sure. they had to go all the way to 120 minutes to actually get it done through an own goal, mind you. And I won't lie. I mean, I think the first half, uh, I mean... You know, the seven colors on Sunday plus a game without goals. That's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> <laughs> you were gone. Uh, I was gone. You were gone. I didn't see that first half. I probably saw the first 15 minutes and I was like, you know. Uh, but the second half, think, was a lot better. Chiefs created more chances, mm. but, you know, were unfortunate. I mean, that that Castro yeah, opportunity, I mean, like, yeah. even he himself couldn't believe he'd mm. missed it. But I think when the legs were gone, by, by this time it was extra time yeah. the, the magic fc their legs were gone you yeah. could see and what ernst did cleverly was put in 
pace Kamabiliad yes, exactly. uh, Zuma so, and Zulu as well yeah. you know and they were so quick in the the, the they forced the mistakes they forced the mistakes the, the, the crosses and whatever and yeah. exactly okay. so at the end of the day I mean I saw a headline on my way here that says Chiefs ease into the top eight far from it Mm-mm. you know Mm-mm. I think Mm-mm. I think the the the, the scoreline at the end of the day flatters to deceive but mm-hmm. they worked hard for it um you know uh but you know uh, let, let, let's see what happens in the next round because there's still a couple of lower division teams do you think they, they're getting stronger throughout the competition or is it just a matter of being they're going to get caught out eventually Kaiser Chiefs I mean looking at their performances is it a matter of coming against a top opponent and then either it will have clicked or either they're just going to be exposed yeah I think if you you've been following Chiefs especially in this com- competition mm-hmm. Um, and especially against teams from lower division, mm. they've always struggled. Yeah. Uh, from their time against Baroka, Cape Town, F- FC Cape mm. Town, teams that knocked them out. Mm. And now they were playing a second team from ABC Mutsipe. And you see, with ABC Mutsipe, it varies. You know, you'll teams in Gauteng, uh, Western Cape, and KZN that are playing the ABC Mutsipe mm. are different to your teams in Eastern Cape. In Limpopo, sure, you know, so the Western Cape, Gauteng, and KZN teams are stronger, sure, you know, because of the competition there, mm. because of uh, where you also find most of the ex ex professional players, sure, you'll find them in those teams, yeah. Um, hence, you, if you looked at the game yesterday, um, it was not the same game that they were playing against uh, Tornado. Mm. Um, you could see even when they introduced him, Gomen, you know, they were tested there and mm. there, but. Uh, we 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 have to be honest about this. If you look at uh, the losses that Chiefs has had so far, um, even in the league again, under 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 mid and top against FC Cape Town against Sundowns games that they were controlling, mm. but they were just lacking the quality to finish mm. th- those games. Uh, the derby, uh, they had that derby. Sure, they, they lacked the quality. You know, and these things for me are happening at the right time for Chiefs. Mm. When there are players whose contracts need to be renewed, mm-hmm. they have not yet been renewed, uh, these players. And I think maybe it's a, even a strategy from the management because by this time, when, are, when you've got a player who's on his last six months and he has to commit, mm. uh, if you are sure about these players, by now you have already concluded the deal. Sure. But the fact that they're going to the last game of the season still not having sorted out this contract issue because I think there's there's going to be a clear out there. Sure. You know? <laughs> so, and when you notice yesterday as well, I mean, some players um, whom I feel should have led by example, uh, they had to be substituted mm. even before the team can have that turnaround. Mm. And if you look, remember the combination of Castro, Zuma, uh, Billiard. When Chiefs coach then Solanas won the coach of the month and Billard won the player of the month this was the combination that I was playing sure. in the attack sure. so and we know that um, Mirendop has not been playing Zuma mm. but we mm. saw him introducing him and still early days mm. uh, against a tired Magic mm. uh, FC team so I'm, I'm not going to say Zuma is back but no, <laughs> for me, yeah. but for he provided two me, assists for yeah, me I think Keza Chiefs has, has, has got uh, a very knowledgeable coach he knows what 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 he can do 
uh, is a very good uh, read of the game. He understands uh, the management of players. Is more for the team than more of individual players, mm. uh, and that's very key. And mm. you could find that uh, f- from where I was sitting and observing some of the Chiefs games that are going, you could understand the coach trying to to gauge which players are for the team and those players who play individual football. And those who are always playing for individually, they are being, you know, try to gi- be given less game time to try and propel them to come on board uh, to play for the team and, mm. and play according to the tactics of the team. And I think it's a, it's a team to watch for the future. I think uh, they are playing structured. Uh, they, are, they are playing really, you can understand what they want to do, yeah. even when there are moments when they are being failed to do that. And I think will get it right uh, as time goes on. I think, uh, don't write them out actually for the league title. They what? Yes. They this season? Still, yes. Chiefs. Chiefs. Yes. Why not? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think you're right in the mathematical realm yes. of it being mathematically yes. possible. Yes. But still, mathematically, come on. Yes. yes come mathematica- on. But in terms of quality mathematica- of squad, mathematica- compared to Vits, compared ma- to Sundowns, compared to Pirates. Look, no, but Tabaira, no. Mathematically, <laughs> until, until mathematically it's not possible, they it's still up. stand a chance. Hey, okay, mathematically. <laughs> let's, let's leave it. I choose they don't have the squad. They, they don't have the squad. Yeah, That's what I'm thinking. If, if, in fact, if there's one tournament that for me they need to steal, yeah. it's this one. Yeah, but and also, uh, people want to judge. I don't want to judge Chiefs playing against a team from lower division. No, for sure, yeah. Because we've already seen under mid and top how they fare against even teams. Yeah. Uh, in fact, they've dominated. Yeah, yes. they've been the games. Yes. They, you know the the games that is played there locally. I think that's why you know if you put some better players in there with the structure they have now next season, there could be something to. Consider yes, and but release about right six now. to seven players yes. from the current squad. Yes. But they bring in quality. But the problem with Chiefs is that they keep threatening that they're gonna do this uh, for two, three seasons in a row. They kept saying we're going to, you know, we're going to release players. We're mm. gonna make cri- critical changes. Mm. You know, I mean, <laughs> there was a time last season where players were threatened. An uh, overhaul. You know, uh, there mm. would be an overhaul. <laughs> what happened? They released players that barely made it to the bench sure. at the end of the season sure. and kept the very core of that same team. They gave Solinas that same team mm-hmm. that they were saying they were, gonna, that they were going to overhaul and signed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't okay. <laughs> Timothy, let's talk about your uh, previous team, um, Bloom Celtic. I mean, looking at them against uh, Richards Bay, well, you know, they, they did their job. They were professional. Patrick misses a, a penalty, but it doesn't matter in the end. Uh, <laughs> a professional uh, dispatching of a of a lower uh, place side. Yeah, you always you always think what informed the decision for Patrick to you know to to take a penalty. <laughs> you know that moment in time. He scored them before. I, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. It was a reward for his great uh, you know uh, servantship to the uh, to the club. But I think if you look at the uh, the club, uh, what they have been going through the whole season, you know. Uh, with uh, salaries not being uh, paid and you've got the coach Steve Compera walking around them and then you've got the likes of uh, Sam and, uh, and John Maduka taking the reins and trying to stabilize the ship. Uh, yes, uh, the talk of selling the club is still on and I think over and above they, they did uh, perform well. It was very important for them to get that result and I think the, the more they continue get, trying to get the result, they, they will continue uh, convincing the master caller to come back uh, on, <laughs> on the stands, but it's 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 quite a long way to go because they are trying to to try and get the the local government on board to try and you know facilitate the sale of the club from uh, from the likes of Shabala. Over and above that, I think it's a good run for them to continue the Ned Bank up. 
Okay. Mr. Vaj, moving on to uh, Chipa and Chikuma. I mean, Clinton Larson, the job that everyone thought he was crazy to take. It seems like he's he's found, you know, the ability to give them that thing. I mean, I, I saw this game. They looked convincing. They looked like a team that, because of the personnel, with the right coach, you can get something out of them. 2-0. Business as usual. You know, what I, was, is resumed? I was having a conversation with someone that side and and uh, on this decision of even him going that side, mm. somebody was saying to me, no, uh, Clinton picked up uh, that there's two, three or four players that he's worked with mm. before mm. that are cheaper. And when you look, uh, I think even before he arrived, as he was arriving, he also ordered that uh, Shitolo should come from Paris. Mm. He, he must be brought on loan from Paris, mm. And he had used Shitolo um, on loan from Paris at during his time at, um, at at Golden Arrows. Right. And remember, Shitolo is more of a center mid, um, a holding midfielder, mm. but he's using, he's also a utility player who can also settle when at center back and also even at, at right back. Right. And also even his assistant, um, Bui Sambo, um, is someone who was also his player when he was an assistant yes. at, at at Celtic. Yeah. You know, yeah. so... So it's actually the culture, the, yes, the environment was, was prime for yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. So, and also there's a new uh, CEO, general manager uh, in Morgan Mamaila mm. was fully behind him as well, okay. went, went, went for him. So you've got those dynamics that are playing here. But also when you look at Chipa, Chipa is not a team that is had a bad squad. Mm. Chipa has always mm. had a good squad. Mm. You know, it's, it was just a matter of getting it to work. Galvanizing uh, the players, yeah. Yes, and also having even the good control it's of about the how many coaches you can fire until you get the right one. Yeah. 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 But, so, but, so, 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 for me, decisions now. <laughs> so, so, for me, when you look at how Chipa plays now, I was very happy. I was very excited with uh, like someone like Rahale, mm. you know Rahale, he gets the ball. You know that is gonna go past that player. Mm. And if you look at the first cross mm. um, that he he played there, and you you bring in someone from the bench like Hamaldini, play a cross like that, mm. and Mayambela also coming from the bench. Mm. You know, so so far so good. Yeah. Clean sheet. And uh, what is it now? Five games. Five games, mm. uh, and I think it's won four mm. of those games and drawn only one. Sure. So it's a it's a, it's a good return so far. I think for me, for uh, Larson, his uh, greatest you know asset is his understanding of the players. His uh, further figure to uh, you know that you know the calm demeanor that he gives the players. And sure. once you do that, you win your players over. This the players start playing for you. Sure. Uh, and I think that's uh, that's what most uh, coaches don't understand that uh, you, the players can as well, you know, you need to show that love to them and then they can deliver. Mm. Uh, if you take it that it's a job, they have to do it. Uh, sometimes the players may not have that extra motivation to, sure. to apply themselves. But over and above, I think credit to him also to demand for what he wants as a coach, taking over, you know, uh, the reins are, are, are cheaper. Most coaches, uh, they are more interested in, in the job itself than, you know, putting out their feet and say, listen, this is what I want for mm. me to deliver. Mm. And until coaches understand that and try to, to demand that, they will always be sucked. Okay. And then one of the matches that saw uh, two Premier League sides up against each other, Cape Town City versus Highlands. Uh, I mean, this could have gone 
completely differently, especially if that uh, Highlands Park yeah. goal, non-goal had goal, stood. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we don't know. What was your ring? I mean, like, I looked at the replays. I wasn't really sure. If, and I guess that's it. If the, if the ref is not sure, he can't say yeah, anything. I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah. Look, I mean, until we have goal line technology and all these fancy things, you know, we're always going to have those debates. Right. And coaches like, you know, Owen Dagama and I think rightfully so from the angle at which I saw it and yeah. even from from a still picture sure you could I think even the goalkeeper from the Cape Town City goalkeeper tweeted that it should have should have been a goal oh wow <laughs> so there we go <laughs> you know so and and that was in the first half had that gone in it changes the nature the of the game complexion of the game, complexion yeah, sure. of the game. Uh, but they didn't Cape Town City Benny McCarthy said he gave them a tongue lashing and when yeah. they came out of the dugout uh, for for the second half, they were a completely different team, mm. um, you know, and 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 it showed. I mean, they are a quality team. Make, I think they are the team in the league that scored the most number of goals. It also shows because of who the coach is. Mm. I mean, he was a prolific striker in his heyday, and the and emphasis. They also consider a lot. They also consider a lot. That <clears throat> that's mm. also true. Well, that also says that, you know, maybe at the back they need to to shut up shop a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I suppose the philosophy for now is that if you outscore the opposition, you you keep getting the wins and the crucial points. But sure. at some point, if they're gonna try and aim for the league title, at some point, I think. The coach even say, said they're, yeah, not, they're, ready not, they're not ready for that at the moment. But yeah. if a season or two from now they try, that's if Benny is still there because there are talks that he's, <laughs> he's wanted somewhere else. But, <laughs> you know, where's the veg? That's what I was saying. Where's he wanted? He knows. He knows. He's hunting somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Next to Eskom. <laughs> next no, to Eskom. It, it can be you know, Capital job. But if he's, let's say he's still there, he needs to shut up shop and get more quality defenders and try aim for the league. I think it will be about time now, especially. I think, you know, without preempting much, the this NetBank Cup competition is possibly between, you know, I don't know what the final result is now between Leopards and... and, and, and Any uh, updates? <laughs> well, but I think, I, I think Chiefs, uh, uh, Cape Town City... And you know, one of leopards or or or, or, or vets mm. probably will be in it. But you know, you still have your golden arrows and your cheaper there with, he, with his with his with his with his with his run now. Clinton Lassen will be fancying this cup competition also. Okay. Yeah, fifteen minutes to go. Uh, still a vets lead. One nil. One nil. Okay. Yeah. At least now, maybe you know. At least we're going to have. T- uh, Netbank Cup football and, and how things because yeah, yeah, yeah. you know we are watching Netbank Cup on TV, on TV you know, yeah. and we've got five teams in this area. <laughs> no, there we go. Okay, well, that's uh, as far as uh, the Netbank Cup, uh, a brief roundup. I just want to touch on the game that um, Sundowns has next, obviously, uh, against Bulukwani City. Um, that for them allows them to start maybe a sweep of two games. I mean, it's a tall order at the weekend against a, what will be a motivated fit side. Um, but so will Bulukwani City tomorrow. And I guess this is where Pito now has to show, you know, his mettle yeah, and come I, through. Look, I think if Bulukwani City play as poorly as they did against Maritzburg United, mm. they are going to get a hiding again, mm. yeah, against Mamelodi Sundowns. But you know, as as as, as the great Trevor Manyapilo used to say, there's no therefore in football, mm. you know. <laughs> so you can't think you can't think just because so and so played that way, the result you can preempt the result or, or easily predict. But this is one of the catch up games for Man for Mamelodi Sundowns. 
Um, and it will be nice to have them play again. You know, it was yeah. it was a bit boring over the weekend not having my melody Sundowns and Pirates yeah. in action. Yeah, uh, they are you playing like the, Sundowns. Hey, you know, you like Sundowns. I do like Sundowns and the yeah. way that they play. <laughs> and as much as their, fa- their yeah. fans hate me, by the way, yeah. <laughs> they think I've got an agenda against their team and then their coach. But I love watching Mamelodi Sundowns. It's a good the, team to watch. The type of football they play yeah. and the coach as well, the personality that he is. So the catch-up games for Mamelodi Sundowns and, and and Orlando Pirates as well. That's going to be interesting and of course the weekend games as well can't wait so Sundowns mm-hmm. if they win by a two goal match in tomorrow tomorrow they top, top, of, the the table. Table. top yeah. of the table top of the table I hope Prokwansi they can call upon uh, Rodney to come to, to, ah, to, no to chance get forget it yeah. Yeah. and this is a team but that did uh, <laughs> a double over Sundowns yeah. last season yeah. no, they're, they're always their bogey team you know? yeah, they, they are, are their bogey they have, team they've always Cross given them problems you know yeah. uh, and uh, with Rodney as the former player of Sundowns you know mm. that may inform the decision of management to rescind no chance no chance I don't think so they should I think they are if we need to be very professional in the PSL and go, <laughs> going forward, I think such things will not be happening. You cannot, but you cannot, there, you cannot bear a player from playing because he signed a pre-contract. But they, it happens. That's the that's the mere fact. Is that mind you, they had banned him long before he signed the pre-contract. Actually, he, they, when he, he they, thought about it, yeah. Well, as no, soon as when he didn't want to yeah, commit to a yeah, new team, yeah, 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 but even your former team, even your former team fits. What do they do to this boy, Frasler? He's been training with the juniors. Even at my time at Celtic, you know, I was rumored to go to 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 Chiefs, and all hell broke loose. So I know what happened. But again, they call upon you when, for example, when you're fighting relegation, and they have nothing to do you know they look the other side and they put you on the field of play uh, but you know it shouldn't be happening I think there has to be an understanding that uh, this is business as usual just for the owners of a team so as players so they should understand that if a player is not tied down before six months he will be bound to go he needs to situate his family exactly. and everything like that so they need to get him maybe a season running and then they, they you know they renew his contract yeah uh, they shouldn't just, leave it, it just with Leopard's Munya is back playing now. yeah you know yeah. There we yeah, go. Well, they need him. Of course. Yeah. That's the thing. You can't be cutting off your nose to spite your face. Mm. And let's mm. see where it uh, lands them. Gentlemen, I think we've had an exhaustive discussion about all things football as far as local football is concerned. Thank you so much for your time, Stavage, Tim, Mazola. And to you for joining us on Twitter. Hope you've enjoyed that. We're going to try to do this more often. Remember to spread the word as far as the podcast is concerned as we drop it on the socials a little later on this evening. For myself, Gamzambata, until we do this again in a week's time, peace out. <laughs>